Yo, what's up, everybody? I'm Bob Walters. Welcome to the Locked Up Sports Weekend Wrap-Up Show. It is July 5th, Wednesday, after a long weekend. Hope everybody had a good weekend, good 4th of July. I spent mine, same same place I spend all my 4th of July weekends, at my grandma's house. It is not just America's birthday in this house, it is grandma's birthday as well. 93 years old. She turned yesterday, and God bless her. She was born in 1930. She's got much more knowledge and much more wisdom than all of us combined. So, happy birthday, Grandma, as I forgot to wish her last time. The Mets found some life. The Mets have a three-game win streak, but let's not go crazy, all right? Let's not go crazy. The Yankees are creeping up on both Tampa Bay and Baltimore as they beat Baltimore yesterday, 8-5. to A lot of good going on here with New York baseball this past week after two months of bad. And we'll cover everything there. Welcome to the show, everybody. Once again, I'm Bob Walters. Thank you for joining us here on this July 5th, the day after Independence Day. So, like I said, I spend my July 4th at my grandma's house out in Sayville. The whole family. There's like four generations there now. We're now at the point where there's little kids running around again. Got my daughter. She's not running around yet. She's only seven weeks. But my cousin's kids are running around. We got my my sister's kid is running around. It's like, you know, you could feel the a soccer team with with the amount of kids running around. And we played some soccer, but it was hot out there yesterday. So we spent a lot of it inside, and we had baseball on because we're American, and that's what Americans do. We watch baseball on the Fourth of July. Uh, let's start with. Uh, we also have off field news. For the Yankees, as they had Jimmy Cordero suspended for domestic violating the domestic violence. You know, he's beating his wife. They're investigating. He's suspended while he's investigating. We'll get to that in a minute. Let's start with the Mets. The New York Mets, winners of three in a row. Again, they played long ball yesterday. Uh, home runs from Nimmo. A three-run homer from Marte and... A long 467-foot home run from Francisco Alvarez, who is just, he's demonstrating that he has a ton of power. And really a, a limitless ceiling. Because the way he's hitting and with the power he's hitting, he's the best hitting catcher the Mets have had since Mike Piazza. And it's only been, what, he's only been up here, what, a month and a half? He started in a slump, and I told you, if you look back at his at his minor league Numbers, he started in slump. He starts in slumps. It's what he does. He doesn't hit in April or May. And it's not going to be any different here in the majors. Now he's going to be the same thing next year. But he's the, catcher of the, he's, the, he's the catcher of the future for the Mets. And he's got a bright future. Because he hits the ball a ton. And he gets big home runs. And Nimmo, what can you say? Nimmo's just been, been great all season. He's got 13 home runs now. He's hitting with more power this year than he's ever hit with before. He's playing better defense than he's ever played before. And it was good to see Marte put bat to ball and actually get it out of the infield. And he hit a, a, a three-run homer, which ultimately was the difference. Now, the problem I had with yesterday's game is Drew Smith. All right, we go into the ninth inning. Mets have a four-run lead. You're relaxing. It's 4th of July. Finally, I'm relaxing. I'm not stressing over it. I turn away, I turn back to the game five, ten minutes later, it's now 8-5, the bases are loaded, and Robertson's coming in for Drew Smith. 
he's he's a disaster. The Mets bullpen is a disaster. It's somebody every t- every day. Now Drew Smith is lucky that the Mets had a four run lead. Now I know they probably would have never went to him if they had a two run lead. It would have been Robertson the whole time in the ninth. But still, you come in with a four a five run lead in the ninth inning. The tying run should not be on base. The winning run should not be coming to the plate. And that's what happened. And I got to tell you, I, I thought I could have swore at least a, a bases clearing extra base hit was coming. You know, I could see the ball going up the gap. I was like, here, here we go. And my uncle, my uncle Jimmy, who was there, loved my uncle Jimmy, wearing his Mets shirt. But, he, you know, listen, we've talked to you about my uncle Jimmy before. We know he's a Mets fan, a Yankees fan. We had his son on, who's the author of, uh, who's an author talking about his book, and even he'll tell you that his father, he's not a Mets fan. He might not be a Yankees fan, but he's also not a Mets fan. He's a New York fan. So we can't make a decision on that. But he was sitting there, you know, <laughs> telling me no, that, you know, that, you know, calm down. Everything's going to be all right. They're going to be good. They're going to be good in the second half. And I, I listen, I hope he's right. I hope I'm wrong. But yeah, you know, we'll we'll see. That that is to be determined. But as far as yesterday goes, I was positive that there was a bases clearing double coming, followed by a base hit, a walk off base hit, and the Mets were going to lose. And I was going to come on here today and just kill Drew Smith. But he deserves to be killed anyway, not literally, figuratively, because you can't come into a game eight four and start walking people, and that's what he did. I mean, you can't get the tying run on base and the winning run of the plate. And forced them to go to Robertson, who has to now. I know it was only one out, but he had to get ready in the bullpen. He had to get his arm loose. Then he had to come into the game, and he got he got the out. He only pitched to the one batter, but still, that could affect the game now tonight. Because you couldn't go in there and get three outs and throw the ball over the plate and just walk away with an easy an easy win. It had to be difficult. The bullpen has to make everything difficult for this team. If they're not blowing games, they're making things difficult. They're, they're using arms. Buck clearly didn't want to pitch Robertson yesterday. It was big that Robertson wasn't going to have to pitch. Because then they could go into today's game with a chance to win the series. Fresh Robertson, if they have a lead going into the ninth, or if we're tied going into the ninth, or if you possibly need him for two, for two innings. You can't pitch two innings tonight. Now I'm guessing he's going to be... You know, he's, he's going to be available today. But that that was a bad job by Drew Smith. And listen, it's, it's every time with Drew Smith. He's just another one. He, he's got to go. Drew Smith has to go. He, he's not a major league player. He's not a major league pitcher. Right now, at least, he's not a major league pitcher. And I, and I, I, I don't want to see him again. I don't want to see him on the mound for the Mets again. You know, DFA him. Do what you got to do. But, you know, don't don't have him on the mound for us. At all. Anymore because yesterday was it was stress that I didn't need on the Fourth of July. Fourth of July is not supposed to be a stressful day. It's supposed to be go to grandma's, then come back home around eight nine o'clock, go outside and watch the Macy's fireworks. Instead, I'm sitting at home. I'm sitting at grandma's, stressing a ninth inning where the Mets are up eight to three. Completely unnecessary. Completely unnecessary. Um. But the good parts about yesterday, Nemo, Alvarez, and Marte especially. 
Marte had two hits. One of them, he hit a ringing single up the, up the middle for a base hit, hit the ball hard, and then he hit the three-run homer, which was a big hit. And like I said, ultimately the difference in the game. Alvarez, Alvarez and Nemo just par for the course. They're two of the best players the Mets have had so far this year. But it's not even close. Scherzer, another one, another disappointment. I don't. I think that's what you're going to get from Scherzer. He pitched five good innings. He had to lobby Buck to go out for the sixth. He's a five-inning pitcher. And every time he pitched five good innings, he got out of jams. But every time the Mets took the lead, he gave it right back. That's not. He's an average pitcher, making above-average money, thirty-five million. He's a five-inning pitcher, giving up three, four runs. That's what he does. That is not worth thirty-five million. You could get that for five million somewhere. That's why I think it's crazy when people say he's going to be traded. Because why would the Mets trade him and pick up thirty million dollars or twenty-five million dollars? They're not picking up the whole salary next year, and they're not picking up the player option if he decides to exercise it, which he's going to, because no one's going to sign him anywhere near this amount of money. It's you know it 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 just doesn't make sense that anybody would trade for Max Scherzer. Or Verlander. That's why the questions about or the big story last week about what will Scherzer waive his no trade? He says he might. He pro- of course he would. He'd love to go to a team that's going to win the world that has a chance to win the World Series because right now the Mets aren't that team. Despite this three game win streak that everybody seems to think everything's okay now. Okay, they did not. They, they, everything is not okay with this team. They won three in a row. The Oakland A's could probably, I don't know if they have, but the Oakland A's at some point will probably win three in a row. The Mets are 18 out of the division. Like I said, don't even worry about that. That's out of out of the picture. There's still six back of the wild card. Five teams in front of them. There's seven games under 500. You know, things that are not okay with the Mets. Win these next two in Arizona and sweep... San Diego going into the All-Star break there, okay. Then I might start to feel a little bit different about this team. But right now, I mean, they're still not really stringing together hits. They're still just they're counting on home runs. Now everybody counts on home runs. That's what baseball is now. I get that. But you'd like to see them put some rallies together. You know, three the, the three-run homer by Marte, huge yesterday. Okay. Now tonight is going to be even bigger. You got Zenga going tonight. Zenga and... Henry, and you're going to know right off the bat with Zenga if it's going to be good or bad. If the ghost fork is being, if there's swings, if he gets swings and misses at the ghost fork, he's going to have a good outing. That's just the way it is. If he's missing out of the zone and it's not starting in the strike zone, because it starts in the strike zone and then it just dives out, the bottom falls out. But if that pitch starts low or start, and doesn't start in the strike zone, it doesn't look like a strike coming in and they're laying it off, he's going to walk the ballpark. That's what he does. He's six and five with a three five three ERA. Again, average. Average. He's going up against Henry for the Diamondbacks, five and one, but he has pitched to a four ERA. So it, he's hittable. You know, this is a winnable game. This is a winnable series. Win tonight, then tomorrow have the chance to go for the sweep, but you've already got the series win in your back pocket. That that's what you're looking at right there. That that's the goal. Win series, get back to 500. 
They go to San Diego after this to complete the first half, you know, the all, before the All-Star break play. And San Diego's just as disappointing as the Mets have been. Spent a ton of money. They got a ton of star power. And no results for it. So that's going to be an interesting series next, heading into the All-Star break. And then you get a couple days off for the All-Star break. Which, listen, I don't, I don't really, I'm not a big All-Star guy. I think All-Star games in, in everything are really unwatchable. Um, baseball might be the best one because the rest of them are just no, no defense or anything like that. There's no con- The other ones are contact sports. Hockey, football, basketball, those are contact sports. So there's really no contact, no hitting in football. Football, they took away the Pro Bowl. They, there's no, you know, there's no checking in the NHL game. It, there's, it's skill. Basketball, is just a dunk contest. There's nobody even putting a hand up in your face to stop to try and obstruct the shot. Forget about playing defense. But all star games in general, I think they're just unwatchable. They're a waste of time. Um, I don't even know if I'd go to one, to be honest with you. So the Mets win yesterday. It's three in a row. It's a start. Okay, it's a start. Their low water mark was ten games under five hundred. Now, okay, they won the series against the Giants. Win tonight, and they win this series. So this is a big start for Zenga. Okay, let's see him go out there. He needs the ghost fork working, and like I said, you're gonna know right off the bat whether it's working or not. You're gonna know right away if he's getting swings and misses. It's working, and he's gonna have a good start. If he's not getting swings and misses, he's gonna walk the ballpark, and he's probably gonna give up five or six runs, and you're probably gonna lose. Because, again, you're going to get to that bullpen, which, okay, it was okay yesterday besides Drew Smith. But it's still, it's still the same same names in there. So it's still the same guys who, who were terrible, who have sucked all year. It's the same people. I don't know why anybody thinks, you know, they, oh, they found it. People are getting all a little too up on this three-game win streak. Okay, let's see, let's see 10 out of 12. Let's see 15 out of 18. Let's see 13 out of 15. Let's see them get the 500, and then we could start talking about other things. But until that happens, they're just a disappointment. That's all they are. Because Scherzer, again, yesterday, what, what you got out of Scherzer yesterday, that's what he is. Five innings, three runs. Not terrible, not great. Lobbied, went out there for the sixth. It was kind of shaky in the sixth. Like, oh, I don't know, should he go out for the sixth? That's not how it should be for somebody making $35 million. If you're paying someone $35 million, he should be going out for the sixth. And you shouldn't even be worrying about it. But now it's like, oh, I don't know. It looks like he's lobbying Buck to put him out for the... Come on. Now, again, I'm not worried about the $35 million. It's not going to affect anything. But still, you know, Alvarez and Nemo, well done. But, uh, and let's see. Let's hope Marte... Let's hope this is the beginning of something for Marte because we know Marte is better than what he's been this year, because we've seen it. We saw it last year. We saw it with McNeil, too. Both these guys got to pick it up. They got to pick it up. Alonzo, Alonzo will be okay. Um, Lindor and Alonzo are both on the All-Star team. I don't know how, I don't know how Lindor makes it, but Nimmo doesn't, to be honest with you. To me, uh, Nimmo is more of an All-Star than Lindor. You know, Lindor's going to have the numbers as far as runs batted in and home runs. I get that. He's, he's hitting 200. He's been decent with defense, but not great. 
So, but like I said, I, I really don't stress over. I watch I watch the home run derby. You know, I'll probably gamble on the home run derby. To be honest with you, that's what'll make it watchable. Throw some money on two guys or something. Hope to win a couple bucks. But other than that, all star games are unwatchable. They should name them the all star team and just take the week, take the, the four days off. That's what they should do. But they would never will because I guess who has it? I don't know even know what channel. I guess it's a, probably on Fox, right? They pay a boatload of money for the all-star game it gets i don't know what the ratings are i'd have to look to see what the ratings have been in recent years i can't imagine they're very good though the only thing about the all-star game i i like enjoy the only there's a trivia question what are the only uh give you the answer to it too the only two days on the calendar without one of the four major sports being played the answer is the day before the all-star game the day after the all-star game so a little trivia for you there Yankees. Now, we found today, the Yankees, we found out today that Jimmy Cordero, Yankee reliever, has been suspended for violating the league's domestic violence. I guess he got arrested last week at some point. MLB is now investigating, but their policy is they suspend and then investigate, which is a good policy. Because otherwise, it's going to take you two months to investigate. You're going to have this guy who's beating his wife on the field playing. You know, is it really, is it really something that that you want? Is that something that you want? No, probably not. So what they do is, and this hasn't always been the policy. It's a relatively new policy. Is the allegations made? He's either arrested or not. It's irrelevant, and he's he's suspended while MLB investigates. And you know, it takes them a while to investigate because they don't. You know, MLB doesn't have any subpoena power or anything like that. And the, as far as the fans go, just look at the the ovation that Domingo Herman got this week when he came back to Yankee Stadium. That shows you how much the fans care. So, you know, no, don't, everybody acts all, you know, high and mighty about, oh, it's terrible and this and that. And they did, and Herman was bad. Herman was beating his wife in front of the play, uh, in front of his teammates. There was an incident. His was bad. Okay? Bad to the point where you probably don't deserve a second chance. And he got nothing but standing ovations last week when he came back to the stadium because he threw a perfect game the week before in Oakland. So here's what um, here's what Boone had to say about the suspension of Cordero for violating the domestic abuse policy. News, or you hear about that, and it's sad. Your heart goes out to everyone involved. And again, I don't have any details. I don't know what went down, which is part of the idea of the investigation and the policy in place is it's meant to work that way. You know, it's an investigation. They do their investigation and then come down with their ruling. So, I mean, my biggest thing right now is just feeling for the situation and hoping and praying that something good comes out of this, that there's maturity that there's growth, that there's healing in whatever is going on. You know, as far as bullpen, I mean, that's, I wouldn't even say secondary. That's baseball. We'll deal with that. This is real life and in a much more serious situation that's going on. So Boone took the, the, the politically correct response. That's really all you could say. I mean, you know, he doesn't have the details. Apparently, he also said later that um, Castro, um, not Castro, Cordero came to him earlier in the week and basically it was like, hey, you know, hey, this might be going on. Something might be coming down. So he gave him a warning. So the Yankees knew about it for a couple of days. They didn't come out and tell you, right? But, you know, here we go. So he's suspended. Yeah, don't expect to see Cordero again the rest of the season. Unless they're wildly false accusations. 
where it's like they got into a fight and she just said things that it's blatantly obvious that she said that that's nine times out of 99 times out of 100 that's not the case you know despite what a lot of people think 99 times out of 100 women don't lie about these things okay if she says he hit her he probably hit her now I'm not accusing him or anything like that but let's be real okay and let's be real too you don't really care because you all stood up and cheered Herman when he came back last week for the perfect game and he is a serial wife beater there's no question about that so don't act you know don't get on your high horse and act like you care and even with the Mets listen I cheered Jose Reyes so I'm not going to sit here and, and play dumb like I never did it either we forget we have we have very selective memories as fans we only care about what's gone on in the field until something happens and we care for a little while and then we forget about it as soon as they do something good for the team so and it's a serious thing so he should be suspended he is suspended don't expect to see him again you know take a walk but he will you know we'll see that we'll see what what comes of the investigation like i said the it's not easy for MLB to do investigations like this. They don't have any subpoena power. They don't have any. They don't have to get anybody to talk. It's hard. Nobody has to talk to them. A lot of times, these women don't want to talk about it. So, you know, we'll see. On the field, things are going very well for the Yankees. They're seven and three in their last ten. They pulled within two games of Baltimore. Now, in the in the division at second place, they pulled within eight games of Tampa. And the fact that Tampa is even in their sights at eight games is a testament to both the Yankees and the fact that Tampa has come back down to earth. Really, the last 20, 25 games, they've been a 500 team. They're 5-5 five and five in their last 10. But that really extends over you know, the last 20, 25 games. Tampa's come back down to earth. Listen, they built themselves a big cushion with that 13-game win streak right, all, right out of the gate. And now they're using their cushion. Let's see if they can hold off the Yankees. I think they will be able to hold off the O's. But the Yankees, give them credit, without Judge, have, play, have really played well. They're 10 games over 500. They have played well without Judge. They, they've done more than keep their head above water. They've actually gained ground. A win tonight, a win tomorrow, and they're even with Baltimore for second place. You know, a week, two weeks ago, we were talking about the Yankees being a game out of last place. Now they're eight out of first place with only one team ahead of them. They're in third place in the division. They've passed Toronto. They are now right on the heels of, of Baltimore. Baltimore, young team. You know, Baltimore's going to be feeling the Yankees. They got a, this is a big game tonight for both Baltimore and the Yankees. More so for Baltimore. More so for Baltimore. You got Vasquez going for the Yankees, and you have Kramer going for Baltimore. Kramer has not been good lately. Six ERA in June. He has given up seven home runs in his last four starts. This is prime for a big Yankee win tonight. The game will prime. Play on words because the game is on prime. <laughs> I didn't even do that on purpose. But uh, the game is on prime. But it, it's it's set up for the Yankees. It really is. And if they can win tonight, they go for three in a row tomorrow. It's a four-game series. They got the Cubs coming in town for three games right before the All-Star break. The Yankees can find themselves, you know, possibly four or five games out of first place headed into the All-Star break without Judge. 
And if they can do that, I mean, that's not at all what we expected. You wanted the Yankees just to kind of tread water. You know, play well, tread water, don't, don't fall out of it. And they've gotten themselves right back in it over this time. Now is the Yankee. Let me give you the Yankee lineup for tonight. Game starts about 45 minutes. You got Rizzo leading off. Torres hitting second. Stanton in right field, who's been red hot lately, hitting third. Uh, Bowers hitting fourth. Donaldson, again, Donaldson hitting fifth. Uh, DJ is sixth, playing second. IKF seventh in center. Volpe hitting eighth. And Higashiawa hitting ninth. And Vasquez on the mound. Listen, Aaron Hicks booed, booed mercilessly yesterday. Um, here's the thing with that. Listen, you want to boo, go ahead, boo. The problem, the thing I don't understand, it makes no sense to me, is you know the fans are not happy with Aaron Hicks. You know they weren't happy. You know they ran him out of town. Why do you play a, tri- a tribute video to Aaron Hicks when you know it's not going to be received well? He was booed in the introductions. He was booed his first at bat. After his first at bat, they played the tribute video. Between innings. You saw the reaction the first two times his name was mentioned in the game, in the stadium. Why not scrap the tribute video at that point? Throw on one of those, you know, the three hats, the three-card Monty with the baseball. Throw on one of those videos. For someone to be like, all right, let's go with the video now. After he got slaughtered with booze, both times his name was even mentioned. The starting lineups, most people aren't paying, it's not like they're announcing starting lineups and the guys are running out. Most people aren't paying attention. His name was mentioned in the starting lineups and it was loud booze. What do you think's going to happen with the tribute video? So I don't know who, who's in charge of that or who. Who decided, yeah, well, let's go with the tribute video now. Maybe, maybe it'll be different when they see how he played. He did not play well for the Yankees. I'm not saying he deserves to get booed, but that's what they're doing. They've obviously showed you what they're going to do. And then they went with the tribute video. And, of course, surprise, surprise, he got booed. Um, Stanton for the Yankees. Stanton's been pl- he seems to be coming around. Listen, Stanton, his whole career, he's been very hot and very cold. He's one of those kind of hitters, okay? He'll, he'll play for six weeks and look like he doesn't even belong in the majors. And then he'll look like Babe Ruth for the next six weeks. So the Yankees hope he's coming into that Babe Ruth phase. He, he, you know, what happens, it's... The Babe Ruth phase is a little less frequent now that he's gotten older. You get later in this contract. But he's certainly capable of it, okay? He got a big hit yesterday. He got the go-ahead hit yesterday. Let's see if he can, can, can continue it. Um, another thing I want to make a correction on the video that I put up. It was in the last last show. Um, I did the grades for the, the Yankees and the Mets at the midway point. 81 games in, here's your report card. I said they were terrible report cards, and they were. Yankees wasn't terrible. But I want to correct the, the Yankee bullpen. I got slaughtered on TikTok, people all over me about that, saying, you know, do you even watch baseball? Yeah, I watch baseball. I gave the Yankee bullpen a C. I've now reevaluated. I'm going to change the grade. It's going to be a B plus. So the grade has gone from a C. It's now officially a B plus on the transcript. It's a B plus for the Yankees bullpen. I didn't realize that. I, you know what? And I don't know what I was thinking. I knew the Yankee bullpen was was above average. I said they were average. 
I don't think it's an A and A plus like some people seem to think. It's been good. It hasn't been great. No bullpen is great. So anyway, I wanted to make that change because, you know, people had problems with it. Um, the Yankees, though, listen, they're still struggling with runners in scoring position. They were one for nine yesterday. You know, Volpe left three in scoring position. You got to get hits with, you know, runners in scoring position and with two outs is our big spots in games. And those are game changers. Volpe has left runners in scoring position a lot this year. He, right, he, let's see, he's a rookie. It's going to happen. You know, he's been, I'd say, a disappointment. He's been coming around. He's been playing better lately. But overall, you probably expected more from Volpe from the Yankee shortstop, the kid who wanted to be a Yankee shortstop his whole life. You know, um, IKF, he's playing well as well, uh, better recently. So we'll see. The Yankees, again, they're two games behind Tampa. Uh, two games behind t- uh, Baltimore, eight games behind Tampa. They're making their move, and it, it's really it's moving day for the Yankees because today's a big game. It's a bigger game for the for the Orioles. We'll see how the Orioles respond. A young team. Let's see how they respond tonight after losing the opening game of the series yesterday. Should be a big crowd. It's going to be hot. It's hot out there today. If you stepped outside, I went outside for a couple minutes. That was it. I'm off of work now. Thirty days for paternity. Bonding with my daughter. This is really the only 30 minutes I'm, I'm not with her. But it was hot today, and it's not going to be any cooler tonight. We're entering the hot part of the summer, the dog days of summer. So we'll see how you know how the Orioles respond tonight. Vasquez against Kramer, 7 o'clock, 7-10, first pitch on prime. And it's a pain in the ass that it's on prime. If you don't have two screens, it's a pain in the ass. Because you got to switch, you got to switch the input. It's It's annoying. And I know I sound like an old man, but I am an old man. And that's annoying to me. You know, when you got to switch the input, and I just, I just want to hit last, go to the Yankee game, hit last, back to the Mets game. Luckily, the Mets are on now two hours later because they're out in Arizona. But we'll see. So the Mets, 940 SMY and 880 AM on the radio. Senga versus Henry. Vasquez versus Kramer at the stadium for the Yankees. This Saturday, we will be with you from Brett's block party in Sayville. Um, come down to his block party. I forget the name of the block. <laughs> I forget what block he lives on. I know what block he lives on, but I forget the name of it. Um, so we'll be doing that. Uh, we're going to have some... I got my wife making up some keychains, some, some shirts, giveaways, everything like that. So come down and say hello. Um, that's pretty much it. We're also working on guests. I got a couple feelers out there trying to get a guest. Uh, probably going to have Frank on. I'm a big Wimbledon guy. I love the tennis. So we see if we get Frank on, talk about the uh, about Wimbledon and what's going on there. And that's it. I hope everyone had a good 4th of July weekend. I hope everyone enjoys the rest of the week. If you have off, great. You know, enjoy it. It's hot. Stay cool. We'll talk to you Saturday. Enjoy the baseball. Enjoy the tennis. Enjoy everything that's going on. Enjoy the summer. We'll talk to you Saturday, everybody. I'm Bob Walters. See ya. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to let everyone know by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or on our website at LockedUpSports.net. Remember, you can also find us on your favorite social media site, on Twitter at LockedUpSports, on the gram at Locked underscore up underscore sports. Join our Facebook group, LockedUpSports, or on TikTok at LockedUpSportsShow. Now you can catch all the latest from LockedUpSports anytime. 
Thanks for listening.